Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, let's talk some football right now in the A-League. Happy to say, if you look at the A-League table, uh, Sydney FC have now won their last three. Things are on the way up. Uh, still a way to go. Still, you know, can't say definitely playing playoffs, but it's certainly looking a lot better on the back of the last three results. And playing Brisbane Raw this Saturday night at home. Uh, Brisbane Raw, on, in contrast, to coming off three straight defeats. Sydney FC last weekend, 1-0 in the derby over the Wanderers. And this is a great pleasure to welcome one of the most experienced players in the A-League to the show. He is the Sydney FC captain, Mr. Alex Wilkinson. Alex, welcome. Good morning, fellas. How are you? And thank you for getting up early for us. Um, if I may, let's let's just call it like it is. Beating the Wanderers last weekend, still as sweet as ever? Always. Always is. Yeah, they're, uh, the derbies are always the, the best games of the season and... Um, you know, for for us, whenever the draw comes out, that's always the one we circle and and look forward to the most, I guess. So, um, you know, it's always always sweet to beat them. I guess not only for us, but but more so for the fans. You know, the fans uh, enjoy the occasion and um, you know are, are looking forward to it for weeks in advance. So, for to get the win for them is um, was great. Alex, can I just ask? Uh, you've got the new facility there at at Allianz Stadium, beautiful new stadium. Are you guys based there for your um, training? And do you share facilities with the Roosters? We saw them unveil this state-of-the-art training centre with ice baths, gyms, and all that kind of stuff. Or do you have your own um, training facility there at Allianz? No, so we're not based at Allianz. We're, um, we're actually our office. Uh, all our office staff are based there at the moment. But um, we, as a as a training group, train out at. Northride at Macquarie University, and we're in the middle of building our own facility there at the moment. So uh, that started construction about oh, would be about a year ago now, maybe or a bit less. And then they're looking at having that finished in the next couple of months. So, and then once that's done, um, all the office staff will move out there, and we'll all sort of be in the in the in the one facility there at um, at the Macquarie Uni Sports Field. So it's. Um, Allianz is is fantastic. It's it's really enjoyable um, playing there. Like you mentioned, it is state of the art, and everything in that in that stadium gives the players the best chance of, of performing at the best level. But um, it's also nice to to have a brand new facility coming our way out at um, out of Macquarie as well. Hey, hey listen, uh, this this will sidetrack your little Alex. I'm uh, getting away from. Sport. Did you used to work at Macquarie Centre? <laughs> Just by the by, you know, training there. Did you used to work in one of the shops in Macquarie Centre? Yeah, way back in the day, I did. Yeah, when I was fifteen, yeah. sixteen, I was um, worked at a surf shop down there at Macquarie. So, um, taking me back, now, Alex I'm Wilkinson. Old, but, uh, yeah, no, yeah, Alex Wilkinson. This day. is your life because <laughs> here comes the next. No, no, I've got. I'm building up to something here, Alex. Um, we actually went to the same primary school. Would you believe we we went to? Uh, you That's are right, a former yeah. student of Wright East Primary School. Is that correct? Sure am. That's right. 
Well, did you know that I was the goalkeeper of the premiership winning side in year five and year six? Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, from Rydie's Primary. And did, you, did you know that? Did you aspire to that when you were at Rydie's Primary? Did you look back at the, uh, the, the list of former champions there? Pretty amazing stuff. No, you're going to say no. I did know no, that. I, I did know that. We mentioned no. it before. I did know that. You mentioned me being that uh, small world, mate. Yeah, Rydie's Primary. Now, Good old let's Rydie. get back onto the. Yeah, right East Primary, one of the great schools. Now, the straight and narrow, were you aware of what was going on between uh, the two uh, gaffers? Uh, Steve Corica had a bit to say. It was the derby, and of course, uh, Mark Rudin there. Um, were you aware of what was going on, and did you discuss it with your coach, your manager, after the game? No, nah, I saw I'm saw, After the game, I saw them having a few words, but I didn't really. I was too far away to know what was going on. So I think it was just both of them, uh, you know, like you said, it's a derby. They're both passionate. Um, you know, they beat us in the first one as well, so we were obviously desperate to get one back on them. And um, you know, I think uh, Mark, Marco Rudin had a, I don't know, he wasn't wasn't happy with a few things throughout the game, and he was just obviously letting his frustration out. So, you know, they're they're, they're actually pretty good mates. They played together at Sydney FC in, in the early days of the A League, and 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 you know, uh, know each other quite well. So it's uh, it's funny what a what a game day and a derby brings out there. Is there similar animosity between any of the players on the two sides, or you leave that leave that one to the coaches? Uh, it wasn't too bad. I mean, there's obviously a you know you know what it's like in sport. There's obviously a bit going on, but um, throughout the games, a bit of niggle here and there, especially in derbies. But look, I guess once the uh, once the final whistle goes, you know, you shake hands, you move on, and you, you move on to next week. And um, you know, every game's worth the same amount of points I suppose it's you know it's, it's just three points you don't want to get too carried away with it and you've got to refocus and, and move on to next week which is for us Brisbane Moor this week um, which is another big game for us and a good chance for us to to get another win yeah five o'clock kickoff you you control your own destiny in terms of that but if results fell your way I think Mariners are playing the Jets this week you know if Jets were to win suddenly uh, yeah, and you win, you could draw level with the Central Coast, who are currently sitting second on the ladder. So things can turn around. You're on a winning run. Let's keep it going. And Alex, just more, just on an issue we're talking this morning, because you're a man of great experience in the A-League, we are talking um, drug testing and pr- procedure at the moment. I'm pretty sure fans would like mm-hmm. to know, uh, is there regular um, drug testing with A-League players? Have, uh, do the drug testers turn up, the, the random testing, all that often? Yeah, so you, they usually turn up uh, sometimes after games, obviously. So for the in-competition testing, we mm. sometimes will finish the game, come down the tunnel, and there'll be a few of them there to grab a few of the boys to, to do the test there. But then at least probably, I'd say, three or four times a season, they'll turn up unannounced at training and usually grab about mm. uh, four, five, six of us at a time to, to do uh, before training starts as well. So... Yeah, they're they're around definitely, and um, you know it's it's it's. I guess the whole um, point is that they they come in unannounced, and um, you don't have any time to plan. But yeah, we definitely see them around quite often. Isn't that the worst feeling when you come off the pitch or you know out of the swimming pool and you see the drug testers there? <laughs> How do they pick, do you reckon, which players within the team? To, to is it who scored a goal that game or the keeper made a great save? They go, oh, we better test this bloke. Yeah, I don't know how they do go about that testing, but yeah, you're right. It is. It's uh, especially on a hot night when you when you you know you've been sweating for for 90 minutes and you come off and you're like, they tap you on the shoulder and you're like, mate, you're going to be here for four or five hours. I don't know when you're being able <laughs> to the worst. Yet. So get, 
get comfortable, mate. Yeah. It's going to be a long night. But um, but yeah. But Alex, the last good. the last point on that conversation and, and what James has revealed today, you you never get told. So you provide a test, and if mm. you hit, well, no news is good news. But you don't know the time frame. You may have been cleared two days later, a week later, like two weeks, three weeks, four. Like, would you like that to change? Like, would it? What would it? What would be the problem with them at least sending you a text saying your sample is clear? Like, just to relieve that little bit of oh, hang on, you know, just in case, in light of things like the Peter yeah. Bowl um, findings yesterday. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Like you said, it's sort of if you you sort of give your sample, and then if if you know if all's good, then you don't hear from them. And obviously, if if something's gonna hmm. something's wrong, and you've you've obviously failed the test, then you do. I think. I guess with the Peter Bowl stuff is that I guess you've got to question why it becomes public knowledge before the B sample comes out, I suppose, and then all this mm. sort of stuff, all this, you know, stuff the poor blokes had to go through with the A sample and then all of a sudden you hear that the B sample is is clear and, you know, he's cleared his name. But, you know, for the, for the, for the period between that time, between the A and the B being revealed, then he's been going through hell, the poor blokes. So... You wonder yeah. why it becomes, um, you know, becomes public until they've tested both samples. I know that it is rare that, I guess, both both samples are different. But at the same time, it's it's obviously happened, and it's happened in the past. I'm sure a few times. Um, you know, it, but by just revealing it after the the B sample is is um, tested, it would it would save, you know, situations like this happening. Well, Alex, we got you onto that topic um, unannounced, so thank you for your contribution there, and uh, we'll continue to talk about it with our listeners. But all the very best to Sydney FC, to you, and to Steve Corica. Uh, come Saturday, 5 o'clock, Allianz Stadium against Brisbane Raw. Thanks for coming on the show. Pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Good man, Alex Wilkinson from Right East Primary, all those years ago. Um, there we go. Played for North Ride. It's interesting, Vossi, to hear another athlete's perspective on that. I think it would be pretty much unanimous across the board with thoughts on B sample being released to the media prior to A sample being released to the media prior to the B sample being tested. It just common sense is not so common sometimes, is it?